It is the Clary Podcast. New phone, because the other phone, the phone had an untimely demise. And when you golf, there's all this... The, I can understand why people get upset when they play golf, and they get very tense, and people break clubs. <clears throat> it's because they take themselves too seriously. And once you start doing that, golf ain't no fun no more. And I took off to calm down, give myself something to do during the daytime so I don't hit the bottle. Um, although, ironically, pretty much every guy out at the golf course is hitting the bottle. <laughs> I always bring a cigar. I try to remember to bring a cigar. But a lot of times I forget. But uh, they're all about form. We can teach you how to work on your swing. We can teach you work on your chipping. We can work work on your drive. We can work on, on, on distance measurement. Work. Work this. Work. No, I don't want to work. Don't want to work. I want to go out. I want to relax. Also found out I don't like golfing with people. Sometimes they throw you in. Oh, you'll be uh, golfing with Mr. Jones and Miss uh, Williamson. It's like, is uh, Miss Williamson hot? Uh, no, she's married to Mr. Jones. Is Miss Williamson hot? <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't want to. I just want to be by myself. Which is the benefits of golfing during the daytime on weekdays because everybody else works and you have the golf course all to yourself. So I, I go out to relax, to calm down, to let go of the anger and hatred and rage, and you could focus, and you could. I don't want to get to that point where I'm taking lessons on on improving my putting. But that's that. If you want to get better, it's all about when you, when you swing. You got to swing through now. Arc back more. Look at your arc. You're, they actually have. I remember this at the University of Minnesota because uh, you taxpayers haven't forked over enough money uh, for liberal cunts. Uh, they had like this golf analysis machine and a golf workshop and golf studies. And they'd, and they'd analyze and mechanicize and they put uh, magnet dots on your body and it would uh, calculate a computer, would tell you exactly how you were off with your swing. And, it, and uh, you could go to that level. I don't want to go to that level. I don't know if you guys can hear the stream in the background. Hiking, of course, obviously. So I just, I just go out to play golf regularly. Um, but man, these guys take it, and then it's no fun. That's no fun. No fun at all. So, uh, when you swing on a drive, or you just want to hit the ball really, really far, you're supposed to go back as far as you can, and swing through, and then, I don't know if you're supposed to go up on one foot or not up on one foot, you're supposed to twist, but you all have seen it before if you watch golf, because the, the golf club is, when it's done, it's behind the guy's neck pointing at about a 45 degree angle to his bottom right or her bottom right and he's looking away from the camera and then one foot is up the other foot is down his body's twisted he's looking at the ball and you just hold that there like the Statue of Liberty and that's what you're supposed to do now every once in a while I do that exactly right by complete 100% accident and there's you you can tell because the ball goes straight they're they're 100% right I'm not questioning uh, the people that majored in sports science over at the University of Minnesota. Um, but when you do that, and you do it good, the club head will, if it's depending on its length, might actually come back and hit you on your backside. And uh, I had this beautiful drive, and uh, didn't even notice it the first time. And all of a sudden, I pulled out my phone later to look at it, and there's like this perfect spiderweb crack in the dead center of my cell phone. And I didn't put two and two together. I'm like, how in hell's name did this get... What? I didn't get hit by a ball? Did I sit wrong? No, that'd be more of a level crack. And I mean, it looked like a, a, a ball or a pellet gun hit it dead center and geometrically, symmetrically, perfectly created a spiderweb crack from the center of it. It's like, oh, dang, I gotta get a new phone. Don't really like this phone anyway. I'm looking to get a new one anyway. LG, the the Korean spell checkers who obviously don't know English well enough. They've never heard of conjunctions. I'm the per- they change it to in in. There's no your you'd or would have could have. Wood hive, wood hive. Is that what you want? Oh, wood hive. Is that what you want to spell, sir? Get your ass back to Seoul, Korea. Well, Yang would be Chinese. What's a Korean name? Kim Il-sung. Listen, Kim. 
get your ass back to Korea and hire a real fucking American or a British guy to teach you how to spell correct. Don't program in any more of these South Korean cell phones with your English. So then I had another one, perfectly exactly the same. But this time I felt it hit me on my right ass cheek, which is where I always put my phone. I'm like, wait, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I betcha. And like, sure enough, that's what it was. Seven iron. The very tip of it cracked right into it. So now, when I golf, I got to put the phone in my left butt cheek pocket so my headphones, which are Bluetooth, can still pick it up. If I put it on, like, side cargo pants pocket, it doesn't work. Or front pockets, that don't work. So I have to put it on my back left pocket. So if I ever perfectly swing a golf club again, uh, I won't break it. Or I turn it inside out on the protective side of the case. Protects it, but then if I sit down, I run the chance of breaking it. It's just a pain in the ass, cell phones are. Because you can't go out and golf and listen to nothing. You can't do that. You don't want to listen to nature. I was on a nerd uh, podcast, table, Ledges of Tabletop, if you guys ever want to tune in to real nerdy shop talk about Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop games. You can look it up, Ledges of Tabletop, a whole three people listen to it. And, uh, one of the, um, what is it, conversants? One of the panelists? One of the guys on the show, his name's John. And uh, he's out in Arizona somewhere where we're talking about hiking. And I say, oh, yeah, I love podcasts. He's like, you what? And he's not the only one to give, give me guff. I think DT gave me guff. He's like, don't you want to just go out and listen to, to nature and, and the nothing and the wind and the birds? It's like, dude, I have hiked well, I'm probably approaching 10,000 miles. I'd have to look into it. I know I ran over 10,000. I've, I've hiked thousands of miles. Thousands of hours has been put into my hiking career. And you know what you hear out in the middle? You hear nothing. Now, okay, you can hear the creek going. I've heard thousands of creeks. You can hear the birds. They do sound exactly like they do on the movies. Like, holy shit, the Indians are about to attack. Where's John Wayne? Wind, you get up top. You know, literally several weeks of that. You know, you can hear that. Here, you guys listen. See? Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. Yes, it's pretty until you camp by a stream. You're like, okay, I've heard enough of the water. I've heard enough. Live on the oceans, you've heard enough of the waves. And so he was appalled that I listened to the podcast. The whole reason we even got onto that was I was saying it's stupid to read. It's just such a waste of time to read. That's why you listen to books. We can listen to books on tape, books on, on audio. And so uh, that's why it has to go in the left pocket so my headphones can actually reach it and I can listen to it. And then some people are giving me golf. Well, well don't you want to just kind of get, listen to quests? Like, no, the road, you listen to the highway. Most of these golf courses are in the city or at least a populated area. And there's a major road going by. I don't want to listen. I want to listen to podcasts. I want to expand my mind. I want to listen to documentaries. I've been downloading a lot of documentaries about uh, science and uh, physics and the universe and good things like that. Talked about that on the Older Brother podcast. And so now I'm on a hike. Uh, a buddy of mine in the military is retiring, put in his 20 years, a chaplain, put in his 20 years. And he says, hey, come out to Colorado for my uh, retirement ceremony. I'm like, cool, I will. Holy shit, look at prices. Oh, damn it, I already committed. Shit. You can't lie to a chaplain. You can't back out. I mean, it was just, you know, it was like Adam Piggott. Like, hey, I'm coming to Holland or in the Netherlands or Belgium, whatever one of those small pussy countries it is that Germany keeps overrunning. I'm coming out there, and I look at flights. Like, oh, hey, Piggott? Yeah, no offense, but fuck that shit. No, it's way too expensive. Chaplain, man of God. You can't, you can't renege on that. He got guilt and shame, you know. It's like, oh, crap. He's a nice guy, too. You're like, oh, he's a nice chaplain. He's not like like some dirtbag. So, um, as is per usual, it's, uh, what is today? Today is Wednesday. Traffic was nowhere near as bad in Denver as I thought it would be. Or it usually is. It was spectacularly. Rarely it is Den- uh, uh, traffic this good in Denver. So I made it down way early. He's still working. Everybody's still working. 
I'm telling you, well, shoot, what am I going to do? I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Those, th- th- those big, tall things off to the west, they're mountains. I bet you there's some trails over in near that area. And so I uh, kind of got my bearings, got myself uh, uh, some food, went to a cigar lounge, El Robusto, Robusto Cigars. It was all right, not my favorite. Holy shit. Is this a dog or is this a wolf? Hang on, no, it's, maybe that's a dog from before. Good lord, that's a big dog. I just see these tracks in the dirt and they're about half the size of my foot. It is a, I'm hoping it's a big dog. You want to run into wolves. Wolves are huge. I don't think they got wolves in this area. So I found uh, a trail over by Colorado Springs, the St. Mary Falls Trail. And um, I say, yep, let's do it. So I I forgot to bring my hiking shoes, but I brought my sandals. Uh, they're strappy sandals, not the flip-flops. And I just wore my socks so I'd fit in with all the other Coloradoans. And uh, it was like 6.7 miles round trip. And you get you get to like the little... Ranger Park, the little ranger hut, grab a map. Oh, where are you planning on hiking? Because they always got to validate the money they're being, that's being spent on them. People in the library do that too. Hey, can you sign our register? That way we can prove how many people use this every month and we can get more funding. It's like, lady, I'm here to pick up a book for my girlfriend. I'm here to pick up a book for my niece. Do you have Harry McClary and his lost dog gang? Because I got news for you, lady. I, at 43, am not reading that. I got to read it to her, but I, I'm not reading it for myself. <clears throat> and so when you go to the the ranger hut there's always some government employee in this case I think it's local or county oh how can I help you I'm like oh I'm just, just looking for a map oh here you go let me know if you have any questions I'm looking do you have any questions like no I know how to read a map and so I, I look and there's the trailhead it's kind of a little weird and so I did have a question just to confirm because you don't want to get lost I say, okay here's the trailhead for the St. Mary Falls thing Yes, and I go up here, it's a, it's a road, but it's closed to vehicles, and then I split off over here after this tunnel. Yes, that's correct. Well, you're not going now and like that. It's like, oh, Jesus, lady. Are you going to give me the lecture? Are you going to give me the lecture? This has happened like four or five times now, where the, it's been predominantly women. Glacier, Hallett's Peak, now this, there must have been a guy or two in there. <laughs> But all of them were older than me, way out of shape, could not keep up with me, and I had my sandals on with my socks. It's like, you're not going to go hike up that now, are you? Why not? Well, it's a little late, don't you think? It's like, I can make six and a half miles in like, you know, two and a half, three hours, no problem. I'll be back before sunset, don't worry. Oh, but it might rain in thunderstorm. It's like, okay, yeah, it might rain in thunderstorm, I guess I'll take that chance. And you don't have the appropriate shoes. I'm like, what are you, my fucking mom? Lady, back off. And I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Nice hike. Walk in the park. Actually, we cut over in the National Forest, I find out. You go past the line and it says, you are entering a National Forest. I'm like, good. Good to know. Oh, no, this is the way. This is where it's split. Which way did I go? Oh, that's right. It moves back to go. I'm going to take the high road because I'm not a leftist. Like, yeah, thank you. Okay, I got it. And then I did. I did the hike. Everything was fine. (laughs) Saw three people on the trail. Very unpopulated trail. And, um, what was that? Oh, that went down to the... I'm still still going the right way. And since this trail was so unpopulated... Once I got up to St. Mary's Falls, I'm like, oh, I'll walk back down. And then, because I am the world's greatest economist, I'm like, wait, why should I waste my time tomorrow? So I don't want to listen to nature. I'm still taking in the beauty and the scenery. Not one drop of rain. Uh, so while I'm walking, why should I waste the our trip down and not do a podcast. Why not do a segment? 
save the old captain some time. Free some time up tomorrow so he's not as rushed. Then tomorrow comes and it's just wait. Tomorrow's Thursday. Friday I'd be saving myself the time. The Clear Podcast comes out on Friday, so I'm saving Friday myself some time. Regardless, I'm saving time. And then me and uh, my retirement buddy and uh, my other buddy, Denver Ben, going to meet up with Denver Ben later. Then we could have an extra half an hour, extra hour. Don't have to sit. Don't have to inconvenience people. That's one of the other things is when you travel and crash at other people's places, it's like, hey, do you mind if I do a podcast? And they say, yeah, sure. They think it's cool until they realize you're yelling and you're bothering the neighbors and the neighbors think maybe there's an argument or you're beating up somebody's wife. You know, I thought I thought Mike lived there. Why is there another guy yelling at him? Is he gay? Is, is his gay lover finally snapped? <laughs> that's not what happens in the gay community. The lesbian community, that's where abuse and domestic violence is highest. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's true. It's kind of sad. It's, I don't know if it's the highest. I'm sure... You know, drunk on the Pine Pine Ridge Indian Reservation might have higher rates, but uh, it's it's up there. It's up there. It has at least earned bronze in the Olympic event of domestic violence. I think that's uh, between that Wyoming people in trailer parks and standard barrio ghetto uh, trash. I think uh, those those the uh, uh, what is it? First show in place, first place in show. What did the horses do? And so now I've made it back to the, the main road, the service road. No tornadoes, no lightning. Feet are fine. Thankfully, no damn wolves. And what do we got? Yeah, there we go. St. Mary's Falls. Could have done Mount Rosa Summit another... Three and a half miles, Frosty's Park. Oh, I should have lived in the West. Guys, you should have lived in the West. I take those pictures, I put them up on my blog in the Insto chat, and the, um, and the uh, uh, Snapify, and, the, and the, the, the Looky book. I put it up there. So, um, you know, when I'm old, I can say, oh yeah, I remember, I remember I did that, that's... But guys, if, if you could just come out here when you're 18 and just explore the mountains in the West. Oh my God, it's just so much better. It's so much better. You cannot be on the east side of the Mississippi. You can't be, you can't be on the east side of, of the Rocky Mountains, basically. Because, okay, you could be on the west side of Mississippi. Well, fuck, that's Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Minnesota. And put yourself a couple bullets in your head. But I just, I love it so much. First thing I do, I was like, I got time for hiking. Yeah, I got time for short hike, six and a half miles, thirteen hundred feet elevation gain. And I could do it. I keep, I keep training. I keep going out west. Had I lived out here, holy shit! Oh, would you girls have been just slobbering and salivating over me? Now there's some. There's two other guys. They're sitting on a cliff. Young guys having a good old time. Young guys sitting on a cliff. Yeah, everybody on the trails out here, everybody when you go hiking, they're in good shape. Good looking people out here. And free, that's the other thing, it's free. It's all free. And limitless. You're never going to hike all the trails. You're never going to run out of spectacularly amazing, beautiful trails. This hike I did today, there's not a scene like it. Not a scene like it. East of Colorado Springs. There isn't. It just isn't. I don't care the most beautiful scene in the Smoky Mountains. You won't find... I know. I know the Adirondacks. Have you been to Maine? Maine is beautiful. Aaron, you'd like Maine. I don't know. I don't think I would like Maine. I really don't. I know it's somewhat hilly. I know it has some trees. And the people that tell me that, these are the people that like, we went up north to Duluth and we saw the bay. It was so beautiful and the hill. It's like, you went to Duluth and you saw the bay at Lake Superior and that hill that just comes down to it. It's like, have you seen Black Canyon National Park in Colorado? I know you have that nice little hill. This has like 1,300 foot sheer cliffs going straight down. 
You really can't tell how big the river is because it is so far down. It looks like a stream, but then you look at how small the trees look. You're like, oh my God, that's so far down. Have you been to the Boundary Waters? Does it look like trees with a lake? Yeah, how'd you know? Because that's what the entire fucking state looks like. I don't need to see more of the same. I don't need to see, oh, have you been down the river? Have you had, did you ever think about kayaking down there? No, I can see the river. I've taken a boat many times down that river. I don't need to kayak down the river. I know, I know, you guys. Clearly, why don't you just move? I effectively have. I effectively come out. It's just, if this was in my backyard. And it was for a year. For a year when I lived in Wyoming, it was. It's just that the people sucked. And after a while, you you go hike by yourself enough, you're just kind of like, man, this is boring. And that's why you listen to podcasts. Hiking alone, I have gotten so much more of an education than the vast majority of doctorates in philosophy and uh, whatever, English and literature and, 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 and British history. I've got way more of an education just listening to all the podcasts, all the philosophy and new philosophy, neo-philosophy. None of this, I think, therefore I am. Well, Plato had the Socratic method and Socrates had the Platonic method. I know that's wrong. That's why I said it. I don't give a shit. I'm more interested in new stuff. Tom Likas. One of the, one of the greatest summers I ever had was I was binging on Tom Likas. Oh my God, I think I was maybe still in my late 20s. Was I still in my 20s? Quite some time ago. Found an MP3 archive or trove. And all I did was hike in the Black Hills and just listen to Tom Likas. That is, that's better philosophy than I'd say than the classics because the classics is nothing wrong with it, but it's established. It's canon. It's old hat. It's we take it for granted now, but it, it, it's it's really like uh, you, you take a Molyneux or a Lycus or whoever your favorite. You could even throw Rogan in with that. Um, you take any one of these thinkers who speak about logic and common sense and have the bravery to simply point out the emperor has no clothes in today's world. That is more interesting and more progressive in the good sense than simply going over what we these choose to be self-evident and historical philosophy. Because it's new. It's also not even necessarily common sense. I never understood how you could get a, a degree in philosophy. Philosophy always seemed to me to be logic. Like, yeah, you can accept reality for what it is, and you get some, some, some fucking pain in the ass. Oh, but perception is real. Shut the fuck up, you little goddamn freshman philosophy major fake. Just shut the fuck up. I, no, no, no. I know that's a rock. It's a rock. Are you sure it's a rock? It's like, really? Are you from uh, the, the uh, 105 IQ club? Wow, how clever you are. Comes two more people. All right. See now I gotta pause this. Otherwise I look like a weirdo talking to myself. We're starting to get close to the the encampment, the normies. This is where they walk. We're no more than a mile away from my car. All right, we're back. We're in the car, and it's a day after the hike. It's such a Frankenstein-y choppy podcast, but that's the problems of being on the road and having to get stuff done. So I'm at the Firehouse Subs. Oh, where the heck am I? I'm in some suburb of Denver. And they're not open yet. But they're going to open in 15 minutes. I'm like, dang it! I don't want to drive around. Hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Aaron, aren't you the world's greatest economist and the world's only professional ass? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. And aren't you pretty smart on top of it, too? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. And I'm like, I can bang out a segment. I can bang it out. The only real issue... Is if my phone, yeah, here it is. It's already, already shutting down. Is can I look up stuff and articles while this still records? And it looks like I can. Uh, we're going to find out one way or the other. Uh, CNN. NFL's first male dancers will hit the sidelines this season. There's a little bit more under the, underneath this than you think. Because while waiting for firehouse subs to open, I did a little bit of research. I'm like, oh, hey, wait a minute. This is logical. This makes sense. And it's logical and it makes sense to me because it's evil. And it shows you what happens when a bunch of easily offended pussy, uh, you know, that is known as the millennial generations, 
And I'd have to say Gen X. What happens when everyone's offended and everyone gets all fucking Orwellian over sexism and pay gaps and gender and what colors your skin and and are you left footed or are you right footed and 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 are you uh, you know you you part Baptist uh, three quarters Presbyterian? This is the can of worms you guys open up. NFL fans will see history made this season as it has nothing to do with what goes on between the goalposts. The Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints will have male cheerleaders dancing on the squads for the first time. Not male uh, uh, cheerleaders. Uh, we're talking male dancers. Uh, and there is a difference because, you know, you need some male cheerleaders to do the particularly um, impressive uh, acrobatics and all that. But these are male uh, cheerleaders. Uh, uh, sorry, dancers. Dancers. Dancers Quinton Perone and Napoleon Ginnies, Yinnies have been preparing for the NFL season since they made the Rams cheerleading squad in March. Uh, and here's a little Twitter quote from Napoleon James. Still can't believe I'm one of the first males in history to be a pro NFL cheerleader. Everyone's support and love has been insane. Thank you and go Rams. Uh, other teams like the Indianapolis Colts and the Baltimore Ra Ravens have stuntmen. That's the word I was looking for, stuntmen. And that's what they are. I'm sorry. Now these are going to be the official cheerleaders a.k.a. dancers. But Peron and Ginny's will be dancing alongside their female teammates doing the same moves. Oh, my God. You know, fuck what people want, right? Did the NFL learn nothing from your fucking kneeling, anti-American, uh, 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 oh, we're so oppressed, making millions of dollars, dramatic uh, girl bullshit? Have you learned nothing? You're going to... And the F1 formula racers, oh, let's get rid of the girls. Like, you know, fuck men. Fuck what they want. Let's just get rid of girls. Never mind the millions of years of the uh, yin and yang, uh, complementary, male-female, uh, positive-negative currents of electricity, the, all over, all over this, uh, the, the uh, not dichotomy, but the dual nature that that naturally happens all over in, in, in the world of nature. Fuck that shit. You social, social engineers, you guys know better. You guys have to just blur it all up. I don't know why. I don't know why we can't have like the perfected female form and have males like it. We can't have the perfected male form and have women like it. You know, you two percenters, I don't even necessarily mean uh, gay and bi, but you two percent fuck faces. You two percent fucking totalitarian nutjobs. You psychopaths. They think you just gotta blur the sexes and there's no beauty unto each individual sex unto itself. No, now we're gonna have fucking two. I could just see it. There's a bunch of hot cheerleaders in the middle. And then there's these two schmoes. They're dancing the same dance routine. It's just going to be jarring. No one, no one's going to end, and you will learn, no matter what you guys learn in your sociology class, or your indoctrination, or your brainwashing, everybody is pretty much hardwired. 98, 99% of the population is hardwired to like the opposite sex. We like, men like beauty. We like big tits, long legs, long hair, and tight asses. That, you're never going to beat that out of it. You're never... The best you can do is riddle in the hell out of these boys and have them turn into virgin towels. That's the best you can hope for. And then some of them turn into Elliot Rogers. But you got to give them nothing to live for. Uh, he told CNN affiliate KATC that his mom sent him a link with their story. She told me it should be my time to shine. Oh, the father was not reached for that comment, I bet. Uh, the process has been great. Everyone has been really nice to me, and I can't wait to see where this goes. Of course, no no commentary on that. Uh, there's obviously been a huge reaction from the internet community, those of us that still are straight. Still not even in, not straight, just are sane. Uh, but there's an interesting other article. Let me look it up now on the phone slate. No. Male cheerleaders. NFL. From Slate, which I normally don't believe because it's, it's, you want know, to talk about fake news and yellow journalism, not even journalism, it's a, what's it called, a um, tabloid. 
Brew Boomba, the real reason NFL teams are bringing on male cheerleaders. And I have to uh, tip my hat to Christina Catarucci, uh, who makes a, a valid point. And, and the reason I think this is the truth is because it's cynical, it's dark, and it's Machiavellian. In the coming days, two NFL cheerleading squads will feature the league's first ever male dancers, Napoleon Jennings and Quinton Perone have joined the Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders, and Jesse Hernandez will perform as a member of the New Orleans Saints' Saintsations. While NFL teams, including the Saints, have included men as supporting cheerleaders for physical stunts, they've never been part of the main dance routines. I wonder why. My old man, he, he doesn't watch football anymore because of the kneeling bullshit. I did fucking six, seven tours in Vietnam. He's like, no, no, not going to do that. Uh, the addition of men to the pro football cheerleading squads will make for a small shift in gender composition that could have an outsized impact. You know, kind of like, you know, an AIDS virus. Just a little bit of AIDS virus. And then it's going to have an all, it's gonna, just a little bit of AIDS virus, and then it completely changes the fucking body. Uh, here's, here's where the thought actually does come in. Earlier this year, a pair of cheerleaders filed sex discrimination complaints against the NFL. While several other NFL cheerleaders have spoken openly about their paltry pay, the extreme restrictions placed on their appearances and personal lives, and the sexual harassment they're expected to endure from fans. Yeah, that's the problem. With beauty comes cost. I understand in the ideal world and should have land, these are... But you girls all want the fame and attention. You want to claim that, hey, I'm a cheerleader. Well, you are now. Congratulations to you. They're expected to endure from fans. Given that, the timing of the shattering of this particular glass ceiling is suspect. It's no coincidence that the Saints hired their first female cheerleader in the months after the team became under public scrutiny for the sexist workplace conditions. I, I'm just going to let that one go. However deserving of their spots, however, oh, however deserving of their spots the men on these squads may be, it's worth pondering whether teams will use male cheerleaders as window dressing to enable the continued physical and financial exploitation of female employees. See, it, here's where Slate loses me. She could, the more logical, realistic reason is he could say, look, we hired male cheerleaders and we pay them equally crappy as the female ones because they're all attention whores. So we're not being discriminatory. This is a legal uh, financial, this is a legal move. It's a protective move. It's a defensive legal move so that they can't get sued for discrimination. But look at where the, you know, this is where Christina loses me. Uh, whether teams will use male cheerleaders as window dressing, and I would say to pre prevent against uh, lawsuits, she says to enable the continued physical and financial exploitation of their female employees. <laughs> Because that's what the NFL is all about. Like, I can't wait. Yeah, fuck the sponsorships and the million dollar a second advertisements on the Super Bowl. No, we got to stick it to the cheerleaders. That's that's prominent among their like uh, goals and, and objectives in running a, a, a sports franchise. That doesn't mean nothing good could come of a little gender diversity. Of course not. Bringing in men may illuminate the sexist nature of cheerleading squads restrictive. No one... No one cares, sweetheart. No one cares. NFL players don't care. They want to see pretty girls. That's it. And there are millions of pretty girls that, I mean, how many, I, I wonder, let's say you got 10 positions open on an NFL cheerleading squad. How many applicants do they get for it? Because every girl wants to be a cheerleader. Well, overabundance of supply, limited, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, overabundance of labor, limited jobs, you're going to have very low wages. And it's always bringing it back to the sexism. Always bringing it back to the sexism. We might highlight, we might illuminate, we might raise awareness of the sexist nature of cheerleading squads, restrictive rules, or even force team leadership to improve the treatment of cheerleaders. Like, like the football players got it any better? You say, what? Really? What? Think about this. Now, they football players can go out and beat their wives and have a bunch of other illegitimate children and commit crimes and all that. But it, it's not like the life of a football player is all glamour and glory. Those guys have their own restrictions. Namely, like, they gotta be in incredible shape. They gotta spend not only time on the field, but then they gotta go into rehab, not drug rehab, but um, kinesiology, you know, they gotta make sure their bodies are in great shape. They gotta work out, they gotta diet. You guys wanna be on the... 
the difference between the NFL players and the cheerleaders is that there are so few men, such a statistically infinitesimally small percentage of men that can actually accomplish those physical feats. That's why they make the money. That's why they make way more than you cheerleaders. And for every single spot of a cheer, somebody look it up, look it up. I know somebody's probably looking it up. For every single cheerleading spot that's open, I guarantee you they got to have at least 10 applicants. At least 10. And I know women being 10s, like a beautiful, true, you know, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, a gal that looks that good, uh, for her, you know, to be a 10, that's rare. That's rare to have a girl be an actual 10. But there's millions of you out there, and there's only at what? A couple hundred cheerleading positions open in the NFL throughout the whole league? But no, it's sexism. It's, I, I'm more shocked at how quickly and adamant the author of this article wanted to just bring it back to women being oppressed. Conscious choices. Girls don't have... You can drop out of the cheerleading squad anytime. Perfect example where it's like, well, I want to do this and I want to get paid a million dollars. Well, that doesn't work that way. But by God, you girls are going to launch enough lawsuits and try and have enough affirmative action, enough rules passed that I'm going to be a social worker and I want to make $160,000 a year. I want to be a cheerleader and, and I want to pay a quarter million dollars a year. And Jennings and Perone have already demonstrated another possible positive effect. Boys and young men who watch football may get new ideas of what's possible for their own futures. Yeah, great. Did you just say the pay was shitty? Did you not just say the pay was shitty for cheerleaders, male or female, and now this will give young boys dreams of working in a shitty, oppressive, restrictive, quote, career? If I recall correctly, most of these, this is a hobby, too. This is in addition to a full-time job. Um, Hernandez said he had decided to audition for the Saints after his mother sent him a link to the story about Ginny's and Perone joining the Rams cheerleading team. She told me that it was my time to shine, Hernandez says. Oh, poor Hernandez. Oh, I know you don't have a dad. I know your dad ain't around. I know you were raised by a single mother. I just know it. The presence of male cheerleaders may also force viewers to expand their personal conceptions of maleness and masculinity. No, it's just going to make them tune out. They're not going to tune out. Dude, they already tune out when it comes to the halftime show. And now you're gonna you're gonna mix politics with fun. You're gonna be those standard fucking K through college teachers. You're gonna mix politics where it doesn't fucking belong. They just want to tune into the show. They just want to watch a game. They want to drink some beers. They want to eat some unhealthy food. They want to hang out. These people bust their asses off all week long. They look forward to football. They look forward to the circus. They look forward to the release. They look forward to their team. And you're just going to fucking pour salt in their eyes with having to see some guy with his junk sticking out of some spandex dances some goddamn routine. Just, it's going to be like having somebody watching you have sex with your wife. <laughs> it's like this this moment of sexuality you have with, oh man, look at that, that's pretty. Oh Jesus, what's at the end? Why do I have to see that gay guy's junk? Jesus. Why do I have to see him down? Why is he oh, why is he doing the same moves? It's not right. It's just not right. Uh, we could look up Christina Gazalucci or whatever her last name is. The presence of male chimney, blah, blah blah blah. As they watch Hernandez and company execute the same sexy dance moves as the women by the It's not the same sexy dance moves. It's it's in the word sex, meaning opposite. Getting back to that yin-yang, positive-negative. Remember that? You need to be the opposite for me to be attracted to you. You're, you're going to drive away 98% of your, your viewing audience. Even the women are not going to like it. The women are tuning in. Look, the women football, uh, NFL football fans, they're tuning in for the RIP football players. They got there settled. They're taken care of, and the men are tuning in, well, to also watch the footballs. Well, hey, look, there's a little bit of eye candy over there, and now you're going to ruin it, just because you guys want to feel good, like you made progress. You don't realize you're just sending torpedoes into the USS NFL, sinking it faster than what it was sinking already. 
Now, I know that uh, whatever this gal's name who's writing the article, she doesn't work for the NFL. Um, and so she's completely clueless about business and, and logic. But apparently the NFL is too. Apparently the NFL has g g signed up full board with the CSR bullshit. They haven't learned anything from their drop in ratings when they brought politics into uh, into fun beforehand. Uh, with the kneeling. Uh, they're going to learn. They're going to learn again. Um, Hernandez with blah, blah, blah. Men make up a large majority of NFL fans, a captive-ready audience for stealth masculinity re-education campaign. Boy, lady, you exposed your, your true intentions there. A stealth masculinity re-education campaign, you do know that's what dictators and tyrants say. You do know that that's what evil dictators have done before, when you need to be re-educated. You can't just let them like what they like. No, they need to be re-educated because your little vagina wants them to be re-educated and think like you. And I don't... A, a captive? They're not captive! Did you, did you do any research for this article before you wrote it? The ratings are down! Getting men in the mix could also yield better pay and prestige for the women already. They're, they're not going to pay them more. Look, it's not like you add dick and wages go up. It, oh my God. The, I wonder if she actually thinks this or not, but the more and more I realize the SJW left is so fucked in the head, the more and more I think they believe this. You know, like magic dirt, immigrants think, well, if I go over on that line and piece of property in a different country and still spit out seven kids, then I'll be richer. It's not because I can't keep my legs closed. <laughs> she thinks, oh, you just add penis, and everybody's wages goes up. Um, this dynamic is played out in numerous gender-segregated gender fields. I'm sure this is, yeah, I'm sure this really has uh, some good scientific backing, including computer programming. In the 40s and 50s, coding jobs were often filled by women who were paid skimpy wages to do what was considered low-skill labor. Well, it kind of was. It w this was not, like, super high-level programming back then. Uh, to do what was considered low-skill labor. As more men entered the profession, the pay got much better. No, the, the skill, the code got way more complex. As did the social cachet that went along with the job. Oh, yeah, all, all, all those girls throwing their pussy at early school, old-school computer programmers. You know those old school computer geeks and nerds back in the 60s and the 70s, you know, when personal computers were coming out? Man, those guys just had to turn down the pussy, didn't they? Oh, what world does this woman live in? Even as the work itself didn't change very much. It changed dramatically, lady. In an excellent 2016 piece in the Atlantic, in Atlantic Rihanna Cohen wrote that the opposite happened when teaching a traditional man. Okay, I'm done with this. Christina Cotarucci. We won't get a background. Oh, yeah, she's ugly. It's all about women, 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 me too, women. Can we look her up? Cotter, as in Cotterized Rucci. Christina Cotarucci. Christina Cotarucci. Cotarucci. I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, Columbia School of Journalism, Huffington Post, LinkedIn, here we go, works at multiple places, because none of these places pay, probably still has student loans, staff writer, Slate Magazine, District of Columbia, arts editor at a city paper, nothing, freelance reporter, where the girls go, Editor in D.C. Arts Desk Intern, NPR. Where's her degree in journalism? Senior Writer Editor, Media Communications at Georgetown University. Student Job Producer Director. Why do you... You guys have a worse resume than I do. You, you haven't even made it a place more than a year. Producer, columnist, feature writer, all less than one. B.A. in American Studies. Recipient of the American Studies Department Award for Academic Innovation. Spent a semester studying film, gender studies, and and Zohsa at the University of Cape Town in South Africa. Led a social justice focus. But yeah, okay, all right, all right. You got the horse blinders on. Got the horse blinders on. There's nothing but sexism. Nothing but sexism and discrimination in our world. 
Can't enjoy a game. Could you imagine going to going to a game with that gal? I don't mind football. I can watch it. There's a little bit more action going on. You get a good game going on. Um, do they have? Or is, it, is is everything? Is everything penis and vagina? Is everything like you know when Neo saw the bits and the bites, the ones and the zeros in the Matrix? Is that what feminists and social justice? They just see penis and vagina. Everything is penis and vagina. Like this tree here, it's bearing some apples. Can you look at the beauty of this tree? It's bearing apples. You know, the symmetry of all of its leaves, and it forms this nice... No, should you see a, a big penis, a phallic symbol representing male oppressive patriarchy and penetrating into the woman's vagina and raping them? And that's... You can't make it up. You can't make it up. Um, what else do we have? So far, the recorder looks like it's working. If I pull up other stuff, it doesn't doesn't shut down. Um, we got the dancers. Oh, hang on. Let me pull this up. Hang on. Okay, here we go. Uh, if you guys are paying attention to the news, I wasn't. Oh, where did the article go? Here it is. Oh, it's still loading up. Uh, from the week... Meet the spacey Green Party candidate who may have cost Democrats a win in Ohio's special election. The special election on Ohio's 12th district was deemed too close to call Tuesday night in part because of this guy. Well, also keep in mind that you Democrats are going to call for a re-election. It's going to be... They're going to get frankened. You guys in Ohio are going to get frankened. They're going to... The Democrats are going to call for like three recounts until they get the vote count they want and ain't none of you Republican, you know, pussies going to stand up to them. In part because of this guy, Green Party candidate Joe Manchik picked up 1,127 votes while Republican Troy Balderson and Democrat Danny O'Connor were neck and neck, separated by just 1,766 uh, votes. You know, you couldn't get a couple more thousand Republicans to come out and vote? You guys couldn't have that happen? Balderson ran with support from Donald Trump. O'Connor promised to expand health care coverage in Ohio, and Manchik described himself as a descendant of aliens from the Plades. Play D's star cluster. On Manchik's website, he tells the tale of deciding to enter politics to take back the country from corporations, describing in great detail why he believes establishment politics are driving our country off the road and deep into the ditch of fascism. Isn't this the same shit that all the hippies have been always saying? I mean, the Eleanor Cliff, uh, Patrick Buchanan, this week in Washington, old, like, late 80s old, same old story, 30 years old. It's the corporations, man! Not saying they don't have undue influence, but it, it's a, it, take it back from the. You know what? You know when you wouldn't have the the power of corporations over you is when you're not allowed to vote. You're still allowed to vote, right? Whoever wins this election gets to go onto the uh, 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 U.S. House. It's still in the power of the people. Closest we ever came back to having the power of the people was the contract with America under Newt Gingrich where there was like term limits and things like, oh no, oh, they're fashy. And you want to talk about sheep. You want to talk about your corporations get you sheep to vote a certain way, or the corporations get you sheep to buy things a certain way, go into debt, ruin your lives, get yourself a, a worthless degree. Oh man, the Democrats got you guys. Oh, he's white. He's Republican. They're racist. They're sexist. They're oh, oh my God. They're, you know, look at this contract for America. They're like trying to <laughs> limit government control. We don't want none of that. No. And it's still the corporations. Always the corporations. Always the patriarchy. Always the boogeyman. Always white men. 30 years from now, everyone's going to be sick of it. Yeah, you know what? I'm sick of tired of blaming white men. No, no, you're just, you're just a lazy, no-good fuck, and you had more kids than you could afford. You majored in stupid shit, and you spent money you didn't have. That's, that's your problems. It ain't whitey. It ain't the corporations. It ain't the Illuminati. It ain't Newt Gingrich. It's you, you individual, responsible for your own decisions. Fuck up you. Uh, the problem is not many voters likely made it to his website. In a March interview, Manchik couldn't recall the URL of his campaign website, remembering only when it, the interviewer prompted him and adding a confusing string of slashes and dashes at the end. Watch the awkward moment below. Hey, you know what? If the Republicans were smart... You would field green candidates or socialist candidates. If the Republicans were smart, they'd create 
their black ops division, which they don't have. I was kicking around doing a black ops division for the Republican Party until I tried to help them out a little bit and realize, oh, God, you guys are just fuck-ups. If the Republicans were smart, they'd set up a black ops division and they'd start fielding socialist candidates. They'd say, I, we're, we're the Socialist Party of the United States, or you could even say, we're the Socialist Party of, of Wisconsin. You feel the candidate in there. Um, or some touchy-feely, the women... Dude, you really want to... You really want to kill the Democrats? You field cast the Women's Party of Wisconsin. And all that... Then you split the vote. That's a brilliant idea right there, but ain't none of you going to do it. Damn, I could probably single-handedly do that on my own. Just grab a bunch of my friends and say, Hey, you want to run under the Women's Party? We'll put you up on the ballot. And then you'd, you'd split the Democrat Party vote right there. They never win anything ever again. But you know what? That's too simple and too smart of an idea for you fucking Republicans. When the host is the way the attorneys will play, President Trump's leak... Oh, this is a different, different article. All right, so that was it. Short and sweet. So now the Democrats are blaming the Green Party. They're your team. They're your guys. And you know what? I can't blame a lot of people for voting for a, you know, aside from my desire to split the Democrat vote. Um, I can't blame them much after Hillary Clinton stole the election uh, from uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders might have damn well won it. They could have had the socialist utopia. But the Democrat Party, just as incompetent as the Republican Party is, that is how corrupt the Democrat Party is. And I can't blame Democrats saying, I'm either not going to vote, or I'm, I'm going to vote for the third-party candidate. And if they lose a couple elections along the way, yeah, so be it. Okay. That's that's going to be the Clary Podcast. I, saw, I apologize for the unprofessional nature of this. I did want to bang these out. I was listening to podcasts, hiking, then I get reception, and someone texted me these articles. Like, Jesus. And it is Friday. It is Friday, so I gotta go to the airport early after I eat my little firehouse sub. And then I gotta. What time is it? Yeah, I gotta get out of here by noon. Because Denver traffic is horrible. And then I gotta upload it using the airport internet. Everybody thinks I just drive around and fuck around. I'm like, oh man, you're just having a good old day. It's like, no, I, I pack it in. I fit the work in when I can. Think about this. See, now, now the. I saved myself. At least 15 minutes. I want to get myself a sub. I'm going to eat. Like, remember you get your 15 minute recess in the morning and in the afternoon? Look at that. I just got a free recess. I got a free recess by just being economic as the world's greatest economist. Um, listen, if you would kindly, check out all my links on CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Also visit my new site, OlderBrother.com. We got the Older Brother podcast. Ended up doing some web programming last night. Couldn't fall asleep. Um, and please check out the sponsors and all the links there below, including Academic Composition, uh, the podcast role, uh, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, all that other stuff. I'll be back to normal operating procedure tonight. And then I got to go out to South Dakota and have a meetup. Going to have a meetup. I'm going to invite everybody to a meetup and no one's going to show up. Oh, man, it's in South Dakota. I ain't going to fly. <laughs> all right. Talk to you kids later. Toodles.